Now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. AEW Collision is maintaining its momentum as being the superior show in AEW because this episode, man, this felt like like one of those original Collision episodes, like the good Collision episodes that we're used to seeing on Saturday nights. Collision has been the better show compared to Dynamite, and this one was also really great. We got a Texas death match. We got a new TNT champion. We got to see FT. And we're going to be talking about all of that today. No news today. No news. But there is a little sidebar, something that I've been meaning to talk to you guys about. And that is The Wrestler on Netflix. I just got done watching that. And man, that was a really good show. If you haven't watched it, definitely check it out. This is about the OVW, the current brand of OVW that's being run by Al Snow. And this show takes you on uh, the journey of some of the, the current wrestlers in that roster their struggles what they do to to get where they're at today some of their history and you get to see some of like the jealousy that happens in the and the egos and the real life drama in the roster amongst them and the issues that they have and it really makes you feel for these people and it kind of makes you root for them and hopefully now that uh you know ovw has their own netflix show they get more attention they get more eyes down there because they're really working hard and it it even makes me want to check out their product now after seeing that just to uh you know to show some support so if you haven't checked it out yet definitely do that so if you check it out thank me later let's get into aw collision saturday september 23rd The show opened up with a triple threat match. Christian Cage versus Luchasaurus versus Darby Allin. And yes, Christian Cage is going up against his partner in crime, Luchasaurus. This was a three-way. This is a one-fall. Anyone can pin anyone. Anything goes. No disqualification. And there's one more stipulation, and that Sting is barred from ringside. So no Sting. He's not allowed to be out there to help out Darby Allin because that would be really unfair because Sting... He's a young buck, and you got to look out for that guy. And this match, it's supposed to be a three-way match, everyone versus everyone, but this actually turned out to be a handicap match. We all predicted that. Darby Allen himself, he also predicted that, but he still went in, and uh, he did this match. All the odds were stacked up against Darby Allen here. The match started, and Christian Cage just walks out of the ring, and he was going to leave Luchasaurus to handle all the dirty work, but Darby Allen 
powders Luchasaurus in the face. He throws some type of powder in Luchasaurus' face and then dives towards Christian and just shoots himself like some type of flying torpedo thing that Darby Allen loves to do. And here we go. A little bit later during the match, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus take control of the match and Luchasaurus was going to pin Darby Allen, but Christian stops him and says, hey, 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 wait, whoa, whoa, not yet, not yet. Go out of the ring and go get some chairs or some weapons or something. Luchasaurus leaves the ring and while Luchasaurus was about to leave, Christian goes for the pin. So some nice little heelish things that, you know, only Christian can do, just trying to be sneaky and not letting Luchasaurus get the pin, but goes for the pin himself. Christian Cage brings the title into the match and brings it into the ring and tries to hit Darby Allen with it, but misses. Christian Cage ends up dropping the title and Luchasaurus picks it up. And the commentators say this is the first time Luchasaurus has been able to hold on to the belt, to actually touch the belt. You know, for those of you that don't know, but I'm sure everyone does, Luchasaurus technically is a TNT champion, not Christian, but Christian is the one that's holding the championship belt everywhere they go and flaunting it and carrying it around like Christian's the champion. This whole entire time, Luchasaurus has never been able to hold it until now, and it just told a really good story, just how Luchasaurus was holding it and looking at the belt. Christian Cage was asking Luchasaurus to give it back to him, but Luchasaurus didn't want to, and it really added to the uh, the entertainment part of this match. Darby Allen ends up hitting Luchasaurus with the coffin drop, and Christian grabs Darby Allen, throws him out of the ring, and Christian pins Luchasaurus to become the new TNT champion officially. Christian is the new TNT champion, but the way that Christian did it, man, he had to pin Luchasaurus, his own partner, his own friend, and it was a really heelish thing to do here, what Christian did. Luchasaurus did not look very happy after the match, but Christian Cage was ecstatic. Don Callis, he has an interview, and apparently Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho are joining forces, and this is supposed to be a really big deal. Why? I'm not exactly sure, but AEW is trying to make it seem like this is their version of the second coming of Austin and Rock. And it makes Don Callis sick. You're not the only one, Callis. I feel your pain. And also, somehow, Kota Ibushi is involved in all of this. And man, I'm starting to miss CM Punk right about now. Don Callis sets up a six-way for a match at Wrestle Dream. Sammy Guevara, Takeshka, Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega, Ibushi, and Chris Jericho. And this is the same exact match that they did at All In, except for Sammy Guevara. Vara and Chris Jericho are going to be in this match instead of Hangman Adam Page. The only upside to this that I can think of is we get to see Will Ospreay, which we don't really get to a whole lot, but we get to see him here. Up next, Christian Cage, he had an interview, and Christian Cage dedicates his win to Nick Wayne's mom. And it was also announced that Christian's first defense will be at Wrestle Dream versus Darby Allin in a two out of three falls match. We had some tag team action, Hook and RVD versus Cool Hand and Matt Menard or Daddy Luke or the ex Jericho guys, man. They have so many names, I can't even keep track of them. 
And what a cool moment this has to be for Hook to team up with Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam and Hook's dad, Taz, they go way back to the ECW days. And I'm pretty sure that Hook, deep down inside, he must be marking out over this, this match here. And they ended up getting the win. Jake Hager and Anna Jay, they try to get involved in this match. Jake Hager runs in the ring with the steel chair. RVD hits Jake Hager with a spinning kick. Rob Van Dam ends up getting the pin with a five-star frog splash and Hook and RVD win. Man, RVD, he can still go. RVD was hitting the rolling thunders, was hitting the springboards. He was doing everything. This was vintage RVD and it was really cool to see. Eddie Kingston, he has a video package. Eddie Kingston defeated Claudio at Grand Slam becoming a double champion, the Ring of Honor champion and the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Openweight Champion. Man, that's a really long ass name. And Eddie Kingston is going to have a match at Wrestle Dream, and he challenged Shibata. And not only that, but Eddie is putting up both of his titles up on the line at Wrestle Dream. The Dark Order have a video package, and the Dark Order is good now, and they're good guys, and they're good for you according to their video package. And also Mike Bennett and Matt Taven, they have an interview and they're advertising Neck Health Awareness Month. And they're cutting a promo on the best friends. Mike and Matt are going to deliver pile drivers and wiener punches. Can they really say that on TV? I don't know, but they literally just did. And I get what they're going for here. They're playing off of the Roger Strong gimmick, what's going on with his neck, and that's all good and funny, but too goofy. Like, this was comical. These guys were, they're trying to be serious, but the material was really funny, and it was kind of weird to see the way that they were trying to put those two together with this, with this intense promo but with goofy material it just eh, it was just kind of off and then the righteous they also have a video package and it was a interesting video package the video package one of the guys from the righteous it ended with one of them saying you dig what i'm saying man and i'm like no not really i mean what is what what are they supposed to be are they going for a goofy gimmick or are they going for a spooky gimmick i or was it like it was like a little bit of both here so i'm not really familiar with these guys so i wasn't really sure what i was watching i didn't really understand it but they're going to be facing mjf and adam cole at wrestle dream for the ring of honor tag team champion so the righteous they're the number one contenders and then we have Jay White versus Andrade. Now, I missed Collision last week, so I'm not sure why these two are having a match. To me, this was a cold match, but I could be wrong. But, hey, if they're going to put on matches like this one, I don't care if it's a cold match or a random match. Because this match, I can see this match over and over and over again. The match started, and this was the first lockup of the night. And it was a good one. And, man, there is some good-ass wrestling in this match. Two pro athletes. Athletes. Jay White, he has some crazy chops, man. The, there were some loud-ass chops going on in this match. And this is awesome chance. And yes, it was very awesome. And this feels like collision again. This feels like collision on Saturday nights again with these types of matches. Andrade locks in the figure four. 
but the Bang Bang Gang, they get involved and assist Jay White to get the win. And man, I, it's just such a great match. I don't know how else to say it. If you haven't watched it, you should definitely go back. Jay White and Andrade, they really put on a fucking show here. Santana and Ortiz, they have a video package and they got some beef now. Santana tried to explain it in this video package, but I still don't really get it, to be honest. Santana and Ortiz, they recently came back and they joined the Blackpool Combat Club for the stadium stampede match they, they were in the same team i'm pretty sure and that was just a few weeks ago some twitter beef happened where santana and ortiz went back and forth and now they're in a feud and that's all i got from all of this we get some more tag team action the work horsemen versus ftr and aussie open they come out to be on commentary and they're wearing some really fancy suits and they're looking really sharp cash starts off the match doing some great mat wrestling with one of the work horsemen dax gets tagged in gets chopped and he spits out his gum cash catches it and puts it in his mouth and it got a nice little pop from the crowd in the front row that actually got to see that the work horsemen they get a false finish on ftr but then dax ends up hitting the sharpshooter and ftr ends up winning by submission and then the aussie open and ftr they have a face-to-face because they're going to be having a match at Wrestle Dream for the AEW World Tag Team Champions. This was also a really good tag team match. It was short. It was sweet. The Work Horsemen, they got their shit in. They were able to shine in this match also. And especially after seeing that match with Andrade versus Jay White, FTR had to follow up that match and they pretty much did. They delivered as well. CJ Perry, formerly known as Lana, has an interview. And I'm finally starting to understand what's kind of happening here because CJ says that Miro lost his way and CJ is trying to help Miro says that when it comes to the lights and the cameras that it changes CJ Perry she acts different and basically doesn't want any help from CJ Perry CJ Perry then says fine okay as long as you don't put your hands on the people that I'm going to be managing so I'm understanding what is happening now with CJ Perry and her role and what she's going to be doing in AEW she's going to be a manager but she's not going to be her husband's manager Miro which is something that we are all used to seeing we are all used to seeing Miro with CJ Perry or Rusev and Lana but this time it looks like CJ Perry is going to be managing someone else and whoever that someone else is going to be I'm starting to feel bad for them already because you already know Miro is going to lay hands all over them and then the main event Ricky Starks versus Danielson in a Texas death match and we get Jim Ross to commentate on this main event match and this was a brutal brutal texas death match but it was a good one this one made sense they were beating the crap out of each other and it was believable and it was entertaining as fuck however these two they had a strap match last week i believe it was last week in collision now they're having a texas death match and this was supposed to be Punk's plan, I believe. These matches that Ricky Starks is having was supposed to happen with CM Punk. But now it's happening with Danielson. Obviously because CM Punk got fired. CM Punk is no longer with the company. But it's not really working for me with Danielson because the original feud was with CM Punk, not Danielson. The story, the history that 
Ricky Starks was building with CM Punk was for them to have these matches. And now Danielson just got thrown in there to just fill in the void. And even though this match was really good, it would have been much better with CM Punk. And I know that's impossible and I'm asking for way too much, but you can't just take one guy out and just throw in another guy even though it's a big name like Danielson it's still not the same it's just not what it was planned to be but these two guys made the best of it they delivered it was a great match even if it was a Texas death match I'm not a real big fan of these hardcore matches but I was still able to enjoy it and it was definitely not just another gimmick match like the ones that we see on Dynamite all the time Danielson ends up winning by wrapping this metal chain around around his knee and hitting ricky starks with the running knee ricky starks gets counted out and man this was insane but AEW collision was really good and if it's gonna be this good next week and the week after that then i'm probably gonna make some time on the weekends to watch wrestling again because this was a really enjoyable show let me know what you guys think hit me up at snug wrestling thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon 